Hey everybody, thanks for joining my destiny tonight. Uh, back to our usual schedule and it's Thanksgiving weekend, so I'm very grateful to have Chelsea with us today in Eagle Mountain, Utah. How are you, Chelsea? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing so good. I've been looking forward to having you on the show for several months now. Your story has been inspiring and um, very surprising at how you guys went about your adoption. Um, to introduce yourself and your family to us really quick. Okay, I am Chelsea and my husband's Tyson. We went to high school together and we he actually dated one of my friends in high school and it was all it was all amicable though i waited till after he got back from his mission they broke they've been broken up for a couple of years before before me and tyson started dating so um but yeah we got married in 2013 and we tyson works for young living um and it does like data analytics or something or other and I coach tumbling gymnastics and we yeah we have our little guy Watson and a huge 150 pound dog um in row well, 130 pound but um yeah we love we Tyson loves golfing I love going and riding in the cart with him and hitting a few balls every once in a while <laughs> but yeah, that's a little bit about us. You guys are so cool. Um, whoa, my computer was really low. That's so cool. So, um, let's just get into your adoption story. I'm very excited to hear your advice and your insights. I know a lot of people are very um, interested in your advice because they are going through situations that you did as well. So introduce what circumstances brought you to considering adoption in the first place, kind of share your story with infertility and how you guys made the decision to consider adopting instead. Yeah. So when we got married, we were married for like six months and we were just the crazy, the crazy Mormons that get married and are like, Oh, let's have a baby. And so we're 21, 22 years old, six months into marriage. And we're like, let's try and have kids. And, um, it wasn't as easy as everyone says we, we were poor college students. So we just kind of did the cheapest routes that you go with infertility and, after we graduated college, it was like 2016. Um, we decided, okay, like nothing's happened for about three years now. Let's dive into IVF. And so we were taking a break um, from that, from like all infertility stuff, just gearing up for IVF. And we actually ended up pregnant. And that same week we miscarried and that same week we actually won a free round of IVF from uh, an organization and it was the craziest week but then as we were going through our rounds of IVF um like there was just lots of lots of signs that were kind of pointing me into the adoption route and I just wasn't ready to like feel that yet. Like, I don't know. Me and Tyson are always like, we're, we were always like, we'll ad adopt at least one of our kids because we just had that like heart for it. And it was always just placed in our hearts that we would. 
but I wasn't ready for Heavenly Father to give me a sign to adopt when I was trying to do IVF and like going through all these things. And so it was our first round. We like got assigned to it about adoption. Our second round and that one failed. Our second round, we um, kind of got another another sign point pushing us to adoption. And the same thing, I just wasn't ready. Like, I'm like, I don't know. It was weird because it was just, I was in the realm of IVF and infertility treatments. And my sister, she got pregnant with um, IVF with, with twins. I was like, you know, this is just like, this is just what our family does. <laughs> and so um, by the time our second IVF failed, my doctor was like, here's everything that we can do to make sure it works the next time. And I feel really confident in you guys getting your baby here. And me and Tyson were just kind of like, honestly, like we were getting pushed in the direction of adoption this whole time. And like now's the time that we need to proceed. And during that time we um, got our dog and after our second failed IVF and it was kind of like our, our heart, like mending needed mending a little bit. And we got him started on the road to adoption and it wasn't like maybe two months later he almost died and spent a week in the hospital and drained our drained our savings account trying to save him and so it took us a while it took us until 2000 from probably like 2017 to 2019 to actually be in the home study phase of adoption so it was a lot but that's how we kind of to where we wanted to adopt and me and my husband both have said our kids really aren't yours like they aren't they don't belong to you they belong to Heavenly Father and no matter where they come from it's just up to us to raise and teach these children no matter how they come to you so it's it was a process to get there for sure you need to like needed to grieve infertility for a time and make sure we were like that chapter was closed for us before we moved on. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> quick question. What are your, you mentioned having some signs that were kind of prodding you towards adopting being the route that you should take. What were those signs and how can like couples who are struggling with infertility kind of recognize maybe that's the best option for them and what kind of pushed you over the hump to realize, Hey, I think it's time for us to adopt. Yeah, so one of them, there's probably like three separate signs. Um, Holy Father really needed to <laughs> shove it in my brain. Um, but one of the signs, like, I just had a dream of a little a little kid. Didn't look like me and, or Tyson. And it was like this overcoming feeling of soon. Like, which is like so crazy. But anyways, there was just this overcoming feeling of like, this will happen soon. And like, you need to prepare. And I mean, that was like our first round of IVF that I had that dream. And then a, a second one was actually like in the temple. And it was just like a very sacred experience. And it's 
was one of it's one of those things where you if you allow yourself to be vulnerable because we were in our first or second round of IVF and I was just bawling in the temple and I feel like people were inspired to say things to me that if I wasn't as vulnerable like bawling <laughs> people wouldn't be willing to come up to me and share these experiences and like all these things with me so I think that's something that I would like suggest for people that are kind of wondering what path to do to go is just be vulnerable. Awesome. And what, um, once you guys made the decision to try and to adopt, what resources were you given? Uh, who pointed the way for you to know what to do? I know you have a great um, connection with Utah adoption specialists. So who was the one that referred you to them and, um, and what was your experience with them? Yeah, so um, a lady that was in my sister's ward, she adopted three of her kids through what, using Utah Adoption Specialists, and they have just been amazing. I, um, We had Kim as our caseworker, and I can't say enough good things about her. She was is like all the caseworkers there are just awesome, but since we worked with her, she was just so great at like leading us through all the steps and when watson's um birth mom reached out to us she was really like she was so excited for us and so like chelsea tyson like i'm i just uh, like she was just so cute and she was so knowledgeable on like ethics and the correct way to go about things and yeah, I just can't say enough good things about Utah Adoption Specialists. They provide counseling for the birth parents if they live in Utah, um, and they're really knowledgeable, like about attorneys. They helped us pick out an attorney. Like they're just amazing. And what Chelsea taught me yesterday is that Utah Adoption Specialist is not an agency that does any child placement, but a almost a consulting firm for those who are considering to adopt privately. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Cool. yeah. They also, you can get a home study through them. Um, if you are going with the agency as well, but yeah, they, they are geared more from what I understand geared more towards private adoptions and, um, just being there to be a middleman, but they're not actually sending your profile out to expectant moms. So before you were officially ready to receive a child, what were the steps that you had to take such as the home study and what paperwork or legal fees were you, um, were necessary in this process for you to make sure that your adoption was, um, in the clear. Yeah, so you have to do an intake interview, and basically it's just a phone call. We actually did two intake interviews. <laughs> we did one in 2018 before Monroe, our dog, got sick, and then since it had been like a year, we had to do another one in 2019, um, but it's completely free, and it's over the phone, and they kind of just make sure that you're in the right place to adopt and just lead you through that. Um, after your intake interview, you do your home study and we were so 
blessed to have someone pay for our home study for us. So like a complete, like, we don't know who it was. We're the anonymous person, but, um, so you do your home study and how you have home visits and oh, paperwork and questionnaires and just a ton of different things. Um, just making sure you're ready to go and that you're a good people and that you're going to take care and love this baby. And yeah. And because you went the private, ver the private, um, path, what were the financial burdens looking like? I know the agencies are considerably more expensive, but what, did, what were you responsible for paying for and how did you receive the, the gift for the home study? Were you signed up for like a GoFundMe or were people donating to you guys in general in the first place? So Utah adoption specialists, every once in a while, they'll do um, giveaways for like home studies and like they um, offer a class to go to for that you need to do for your home study, but they will like give away free classes as well. So me and Tyson were like, Hey, we're planning on doing our home study in the summer. Let's just sign, let's sign up for this. And if we win, awesome. And another couple actually ended up winning, but, um, someone crystal from utah adoption specialist she ended up messaging us and being like hey someone saw that you guys were entered in to win this home study and they want to pay it for you like one of your friends but we're not going to tell you who it is because they want to be anonymous so we we definitely count whoever that was as one of our angels that led us to our son awesome and um for those who saw my post, this is so mind blowing. It took you guys three days to get a match. I know. Three days. I know. I know. <laughs> How did that work? Half of me feels like it's so hard because half of me feels awful because there's people that wait years and years and years. But I honestly feel like when it's supposed to work, it will. Like it took us such a long time to get to the point of even announcing that we were hoping to adopt that when we got there, I feel like Heavenly Father was like, all right, like your baby's out here. We need to like move quick. Um, so <laughs> we posted that we were hoping to adopt in like March 6th and, um, it was right after the Utah adoption specialists, um, class. And so we were like, okay, we're like, feel like we have a bolt, like a good bulk of our home study done. Let's, let's throw it out there to everybody. And it was three days later and a friend of a friend messaged me on Instagram and she was like, Hey, I know of someone that is pregnant and looking to place. I showed her your guys's picture and she would love to like contact you. And like, I don't know for, for any hopeful adoptive parent, you know, like there's scams and we actually had posted on like matching groups months prior on like Facebook months prior. And I've had like people like that are scamming or like, birth parent or expected parents that just are like feeling us out and just like want to talk to us. So I was kind of skeptical 
well, when I saw that she was friends with someone that I knew this, this person, I was like, Oh, okay. You're an actual person. Like, awesome. Here's my info. Give her that. Um, here's our website, give her that and have her reach out to me. And it was, it was a few hours later, I got a text saying basically, Hey, I saw your guys's profile. I think you guys are the right fit for my baby. And at first I was like, this isn't real life. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't the same person that was, that. yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, like, awesome. Who are you? Like, where do you live? And she said, oh, I know this person that you were talking to. And she showed me your picture and da, da, da. And she was, so like at that point I kind of made the connection like, oh, you're real. And are you sure? <laughs> like, are you, are you sure you haven't even met us yet? And she was just like, yeah, I think, I think you guys are the right fit for my baby. And it was just the craziest thing. It took us a long time to like realize what was going on. Um, and because quarantine had happened, like, three days later after that, or like a week later after that, we didn't meet up with her for like a month or two. And she only lives 30 minutes away from us. So it was, it was a very surreal experience for sure. On our phone call last night, you mentioned that that waiting period was very difficult on you guys emotionally. Um, both you and your husband, what was that like? Uh, you can, well, I'll say it. You, were matched so early in the pregnancy. It's almost rare or even discouraged to do a match that early. What was that like on your guys's heart? Yeah. Um, it was difficult. I, so we were matched for six months and at the beginning I was, it, it's just like so exciting. And you're like, okay, let's, let's like meet each other and let's get to know each other and da, da, da. And, it was kind of like, okay, we have six months. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. We have all this time to get to know each other and stuff. And, and, and during that time you have like doubts creep into your mind. And Watson's birth mom is like so amazing. And she was, she would never, she never told us like, Hey, I'm questioning you guys. Hey, I'm changing my mind. Like she never told us if she was feeling any of those feelings, which are totally valid to have. Um, but she was like, so, and still is just so thinking of our feelings and so amazing. But, um, with, even without her saying any of those things, it still was like, oh, you know, like she has every right to change her mind up until the papers are signed. And this, this baby is her baby up until the papers are signed. So it was like as excited as we wanted to be and like as excited as like, we were, we also felt like we needed to respect her and respect her rights. And also our hearts have been broken so many times up until this point that it also was like, I think easier for us, easier for us to kind of take a backseat and just 
support her and love her and not be excited for yet if that makes sense so in that waiting period how many people did you tell and was it like a big reveal like hey we have a baby or was it kind of like coming together yeah it was so we had been talking to her for like three weeks probably and we hadn't told our family or anything and um tyson he was like you know i think we should probably share with our family so that they can pray for her and so that they can support her and i get emotional about it but just help her through this because it's not it's not easy going through that and in that waiting period for her either and so we at that point we decided to share with our family and they're over the moon excited um i don't even think i've told anyone this before but when we when we shared to tyson's family um we were like yeah we we had a girl reach out to us and like about adoption and they thought we were going to adopt watson's birth mom (laughs) Like, I was like, wait, no, it's the baby. And they're like, oh, okay. They were like, <laughs> they were a little confused at first. And so, <laughs> and so, um, but what they were so over the moon for us and so excited. And we obviously were so excited too, but I think they were more excited because they had less, less hurt and less heartbreak from before and so but they were just over the moon about it so help me understand how recent this is was that oh i was just gonna say it wasn't till like we didn't tell any grandparents or anything until he was born and we like facetimed him and they were so excited and in shock (laughs) that's so dang awesome um what was how long ago did you pick up Watson and take him home? And what was the process between like transferring him to you? Were you able to be a part of the, the birth or were you there soon after and help me understand the timeline a little bit? Yeah. So in, he was born in Utah County and Utah County at the time where it was, they were only allowing one person in the delivery room and we actually thought we were going to have to like sign papers in the parking lot. Like it was the weirdest thing. Um, and come to find out they were like, okay, you can come in after papers have been signed. So it was, he was born September 10th at like 11 54 PM. And so his mom, his birth mom was like, I'm going to wait the 24 hours. Then I'm going to wait till the morning. Cause I'm not going to sign papers and at like midnight. And so we're like, okay, awesome. And, um, the, she, she said the hospital will let you come in just a few, like an hour or so before papers are signed. And me and Tyson and true us form, we, they told us we could get there at eight 30 and we got there at nine 
because we were just running late. That's our life. And we're like packing up the car and You're this, like, I don't think they're uh, coming. I know, I know. I'm like, I'm on my way, I promise. And um, we got there and only three people could be in the room at a time. And I feel like there was like just a miscommunication or something. I don't know. But I had to go in by, well, like by myself to meet Watson. And so it was me, his uh, birth mom and Watson in the room together. And I got to meet him and hold him. And at that point I felt like it was still kind of like I'm visiting someone who just had their baby and like, I, I, I saw him and I, I'm like, Obviously, he's the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> and, and I was just so excited. But it still was like, she hasn't signed the papers yet. Like, I just was still so guarded. And then um, the caseworker came in and she's like, okay, um, she needs to sign papers. We're going to ask you to leave the room. And so I just gave her a big hug and um, gave, her, gave her Watson and and was just like, I love you and left the room and me and Tyson were waiting in the room next door and they came back in and they were like, the papers have been signed. And I'm like, can Tyson meet him? <laughs> Cause he hasn't even met him yet. And so he went in and he was holding him. And at that point they let us both, they told me I could go in as well. And at that point I walked in and I saw Tyson holding Watson. And that's, that's like when it hit me, I was like, this is our son. <laughs> and it was just a crazy experience for sure. Doing COVID and, and adopting at the same time. But honestly, I truly believe that she needed that time uninterrupted with him. And I'm so thankful that she was able to get that and that we weren't put into a place where we're like, oh, we want to hold him and we want to bond with him, but we also know you need the space. And so I feel like it just worked out perfectly the way it was supposed to. So with Watson being a newborn, when you took him home, the transition wasn't necessarily as difficult for him. What was it like for you to wake up one day with a baby? I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like, I, are you ever prepared? I don't think you are. Like, I, <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just looking for some advice, I guess. I know. Seriously. Everything I've heard no one's ever prepared to have a baby and you just do it and it just happens and you just go with it. But honestly, like me and Tyson, it's, it was a seven year wait to get him here. And I feel like during that time we were made the parents we were supposed to be for him. And especially like at this stage and obviously his other stages yet to come, but we got all in, in all of our sleep in those last seven years. And 
you know, we just, we just were so happy to have him with us that I don't know it. It's still so new and fresh that like, I think I'm still a little bit like I have a baby, <laughs> but we just, we just are so over the moon. Like he's sweetest thing in the whole entire world. Like anyone that meets him will say the exact same thing. He's just mm, the sweetest boy in the world. I believe it. I want to meet him someday. Um, drop, drive him over. Heck yeah. <laughs> so I saw that you had posted a question box on your Instagram for any of your followers <laughs> who are looking for anything out of this interview. Did you have anything that you wanted to bring up or any points that they had requested? Um, I think one of the questions I got the most, like not in that question box, because I mean, it was like two hours ago and I'm not that cool, but, <laughs> but things I get asked the most is like, what, like, what did you do to get matched so quickly? And like, how did, how did you market yourself and stuff like that? And I think like there's three main things. One I think it's like, it sounds so gimmicky and so like dumb because I don't know. It just feels like you're selling out to, to grow your family. (laughs) But I think having a picture that's kind of different than what everyone else posts, like our, our dog is so ginormous and beautiful. And I honestly think Watson's birth mom that's what drew her to the picture to begin with um but I think if you can like do something different like that's one thing something else we did that I know that Watson's mom um, birth mom appreciated was the letter um just an expectant parent letter and we put that on our website that we just linked to our Instagram linked from our Instagram and we just like t- talked to her and told her our feelings on like being parents and having an open adoption and like any anything you would want to say to the birth parents of your child you just say in that letter and i i think she could feel our hearts in there and that was she's going to like text me later and be like, no, that wasn't it at all, Chelsea. <laughs> but I, I think that was something helpful too. Um, and last is just the Lord's timing, which is the worst thing to say to someone waiting for their kid. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm that person, but I know that we you know we didn't wait a long time to get matched, but we waited a long time for him. We had that seven year wait and it all worked out the way it was supposed to. We wouldn't have him if we didn't have that wait. And I would wait that wait all over again for him. So like, it's worth it. And it like miracles happen and it comes and it's so freaking hard and sucks but it comes and, oh, I just, 
I feel for anyone in that way right now. I've been there a long time. My heart is so full. I'm so happy that you guys are finally there. Um, I haven't really said this, but every night I pray for families that are hoping to grow their family. And I have like, my heart is so heavy for those who can't have children and are, and are trying for so long. And I know that, um, just to kind of second what you said, I've been able to read a couple of my parents' letters to my birth mom and back and forth. And those are like something that I'll cherish for my entire life. And um, just having that relationship that you have with Watson's birth mom and just knowing that um, you guys care about each other and that will um, he will cherish that for his whole life too. So I'm so grateful for your story. Um, as we close, do you just have any closing advice for um, anything else that p- prospective parents um, could use? You just gave some gold stuff, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Top that. Okay. No. Um, yeah, yeah, we can be good right there. That was perfect. <laughs> no, no. I think honestly, just keep going. Like, and if it, and keep going. And if it feels like you've reached the end, it's never the end. I, I'll give an example. <laughs> my my boss was 39 years old and she had two beautiful daughters and they tried a really long time for their third and could not get pregnant. And they were like, okay, like we're done. And their oldest was in high school. Their second was in middle school. And when she turned 40, she got pregnant and they have a little baby boy. <laughs> and like, I don't know. It's just like the craziest things happen. And if you feel like you're done and it's that like you are, you need to put that away, put it away, but know the Lord will come in. And when he, when you need him to, even if you felt like you needed him to come in seven years ago. (laughs) So just keep going. Absolutely. God's plan is so good. And especially to those who wait and are faithful. Um, I loved what Keisha said on Sunday where she said that God not only hears our prayers, but he hears our conversations and our quiet wishes. Um, and I know that's true. I, not, not everything that I deeply desire do I pray often enough for. And I know that, that he knows all of it. All the thoughts of our hearts is what the scriptures say. So thanks so much, Chelsea. Um, I've loved tonight. I loved our conversation last night. I look forward to sharing your videos in the, in the future um, on all of our platforms. You have give given some perfect advice for those who are in in uh, in shoes that you've been in the past. So, if any of you guys have any questions for Chelsea or I, please reach out to me. I can connect you. And thanks so much for watching. Next week we have Tara from Detroit, Michigan. She has such a cute family. Um, it, and you know, I'll put the her information here in a couple of days on a post, but I'm so excited and I'm grateful once again for all of you guys' love and support uh, throughout the last two years as we've ran Destiny Adoption through a lot of um, heartache and trials we're pushing through and we would do anything we can to help families um, have the resources to adopt. So thanks so, so much for all of you guys and until then, have a good week.